to another episode of the Book Host Squad podcast. I'm Grace. I'm Shruti. I'm Sarah. So in today's episode, we will, of course, be talking about what we've read this week, but we are also going to talk about children's books, like our favorites, ones that defined us as a person, maybe ones we didn't like. You know, we're just, we're just vibing this week. We're just vibing. And so, Sarah, what did you yes. read this week? Um, I actually read two books this week, which is pretty Ooh. exciting for me. Ooh. Um, the first book I read was This Is Our Story by Ashley Elston. I actually just finished it yesterday. Um, it's kind of like a murder mystery type thing, like thriller. It's about um, these uh, four, five teenage boys go on a hunting trip and it's like unsupervised at like this cabin or whatever. And one of them ends up getting shot, like whether it was accidentally or on purpose, no one knows by one of the other four boys. And uh, no one knows who the killer is because none of them will fess up. And uh, the main character is a teenage girl who's interning at the local police station. And she kind of ends up getting to help out with the case. And I love this book. Um, it's one of the few books I've given five stars this year. Um, it's not like, yeah, it's not like an exceptional or like perfect book or anything. It's just like, I don't know. I really vibed with it. Like the, I felt like the writing was very atmospheric and I could, I was just picturing it in my mind. It's like, like kind of like a grainy eighties movie, like about like, I don't know, small town crime and stuff. I don't know. It was just really cool. Um, I really liked the characters. It was just really well done. And I've owned this book. Pretty much since it, I think I bought it like soon after it came out in 2016 because it got really good reviews and then I just never read it until now. Um, and I'm glad I finally did. It was really good. And then uh, the other book I read, I will actually talk about later in the episode because it was for our children's book discussion. And it was the first book in the Sisters Grimm series. Because ah, I wondered yeah. if that was going to be the one yep. that you reread. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just saw it was available to check out from the live from like uh, overdrive at the library. And I was so excited. Uh, but yeah, I'll talk about that later in the episode. That was one of my favorite series as a kid. Uh, today, I started reading something to talk about, which is a female female romance coming out at the end of the month. It's the first book I was approved for on NetGalley. It's an advanced copy and I'm really excited. It's by Meryl Wilsner. And um, from what I can tell, it's about a I might be getting this wrong, but because I've only read like one chapter, but it's about a TV host and her employee. And uh, there's rumors that they are in a relationship and they might end up actually falling for each other. So who knows? Um, I read the only read like, like, yeah, I'm only like one chapter in, but I'm really liking it so far. And I think it'll be a fun read. I'm really excited that I got approved for it. So that'll be fun. That's always fun. Yeah. What about you guys? What have you been reading? Well, um, so I started the week actually, so this is a weird week for me because I like was thinking about it and the last couple days, the books I've been reading were dragging a bit, but then like the, I forgot that I had read four books in like two days at the beginning of the week. So I read this series, um, called Embraced by, well, it's called The Embraced and then like there's a publishing is- issue. So the last two are like in The Embraced by Ma- it's all one series. It doesn't really matter. Point is, it is like, it is honestly, I think it is made for me because it is like, it's one of those like old school romances stuff. So like a couple, like the first two books are, have a lot of insta love with them. Not insta love, but like there's a very obvious, like there's not really, it's not a slow burn. Like they meet each other and they're like, oh, you're the one kind of kind of thing. But there's so much other plot and interesting stuff going on that doesn't matter because it's a fantasy series where it's basically about five adopted sisters who each have their own magical powers. And then like one by one, they're each having, they basically become queens of the different kingdoms of, on the other side because they all have bad rulers and it's a lot of fun. So, like, the first one is basically Beauty and the Beast. Um, but when I say that, it's Beauty and the Beast. It's also not. The second one was kind of Snow White-ish because there's, like, seven men fighting for her attention, but it's really not Snow White. Um, and then, and also there's Set, pirates. Wait. There's also pirates. Seven men one. fighting for her attention? It's, so, basically, her brother. Like, that's not the plot of Snow White. That's so <laughs> ma- No, I was thinking that's no, no, so no, no, many. No. Well, no, no, no. To clarify, in that book, her brother is a douchebag, right? So, he's the evil king, right? Who we're okay. not rooting for. And, basically, he sells her to be. This one is, like, the one problematic part I had with all, like, this entire series. There's a couple of problematic things with the series. And then there's the other part about how, basically, her brother puts her on sale to be, like, a broodmare, basically. And is like, whoever wins 
this battle and like they're all going to die. Um, we'll get to impregnate her so that he is an heir because he, <laughs> fun fact, because his balls got blown off by dragons, which is hilarious. There are also dragons in the series. Um, there are dragons and there are shapeshifters and there are elves. It's a great, it's honestly a wonderful time and there's going to be a siren in it. And I'm like, oh, and the character that's been in like, the, was introduced in the first book who is, who keeps shapeshifting into a dog. Um, and this oh is yeah, guy. you brought yeah, this He's, he's going to end up being the main character in the last book. And it's really funny because in the um, sneak peek that I read and that was, because it hasn't been published yet. Um, it basically, there's a line in it where she's like, I don't want a man. I don't want a duke. I want a dog. And I, I was like, immediately, like, that's Grace. Um, even though the context. It, it is, it is Grace. Yeah, even though the context was, of course, that the dog turns into a human. But that's not the point. Um, anyway, I really love the series. Um, it's one of those things I can totally see. It's like one of those really, like, it's stereotypical romance, but in, like, the good way, kind of. Like, there's all kinds of, it's one of those things where if you wanted a fantasy romance that you usually get a young adult, but it's not young adult because it's there's sex in it and there's like the pe- people are horny and like you know they make jokes about testicles and whatnot and like there so there, there's definitely like that aspect to it and then there's like some problematic aspects of it of like all of the girls are virgins where the guys are definitely not and that kind of stuff uh, my favorite is the eight simple rules for dating a dragon one which is absolutely amazing and because they're basically fake dating in like a medieval like historical setting while trying to figure out who's poisoning everyone and like what's going on with this curse it's it's a wonderful time. Basically, I recommend this series for people who enjoy romances, especially if you like fantasy romances. Um, and I'm very excited for the last book. But then I had to read, I didn't have to, but I pretty much had to read um, Love Under Quarantine, which I had oh, actually yeah. mentioned to uh, Grace and Sarah because I found it when we were recording the uh, last week's podcast. And so I read it. So if the first four books, if the books by, and by the way, the Embrace series is by Karen, Carolyn Sparks. If those books were like old school romances in a good way, Love Under Quarantine is that book that people think of when they think of romance, but in a bad way. Like it was just it was bad. I mean, the plot I mean, was that basically sounds about right. Right, like the guy and the girl are quarantined <laughs> in their own apartment, so they can like see each other over their balconies, and so they like you know, it's because there is those also has an insta love, but it's like there's nothing else happening, so like it, why? What, what what's the point? Like, it's literally a romance with no other plot or anything else going for it. So, like, you can't make it interesting. I don't know. It was bad. Um, Also, like, some of the dialogue was bad. It was just bad, which is really, I was surprised because I do like Kylie Scott's writing. Um, So, I just, I don't know what happened with that one. It was just bad. Probably rushed, honestly. Um, Yeah. The other one was the rival roomies. So, oh, my God, they were roommates. Um, Also, a little bit of friends to lovers in that one. So, that one was fun, too, by Piper Rain, uh, Rain. It's a duo um, and they have a like a whole series. Um, those are some like really cute reads, fun reads, but they're not super like they're fun. But I'm not gonna if you don't like romances, you're not gonna like them. Um, the other one I read because I didn't want to read normal people yet was Forking Around by Erin Nichols. Um, I love Erin Nichols and I love the series. I think I talked about the first book in the series in the Hot Cake series a while ago. This is the one with the kitchen sex scene that I had mentioned. Uh, this is the sequel about the other friend who is like the goofball ideas man and like the girl who works in the factory and basically it's Cinderella, but better. So a good time. And that is all the things I have read. And I'm going to read something and then I'm going to read normal people. That's, that's the plan. Sounds pretty good. What have you been reading Grace? Well, at the beginning of this week, I was kind of on a roll. I finished, um, how the, how I finished a house of salt and sorrows. And it was good. It was very okay. spooky. It's a it's a twelve dancing princesses retelling. There was it was scary. I had at least one nightmare about it. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Okay. The romance part wasn't even that bad. Like it was a pretty <laughs> very good book. I gave it four stars. I very much enjoyed it. Would recommend it to people who enjoy that kind of stuff. And then I also read. There was, like, one, like, unanswered question at the end, though, and I was like, but also I figured out a thing. Like, it was, like, a mystery, and I figured out part of it, and I was like, yes, it was good. <laughs> and then I also finished Tweet Cute. And oh, yay! It was great. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was like, the greatest book. I mean, not the greatest could, book, but. What could go wrong? It's such a good It was time. so good. Yeah. I was literally obsessed with it. Like. 
I don't like yeah. their ship name is Pepper Jack. Like how exactly can you like, be? there's and no it's just, it was so funny and it was so creative. It was so good. It was just so good. It was very good. I just remember like being so excited whenever I got time to listen to an audiobook because I'd be like, Yay, I get to listen yes! to sweet cute. It was just such a yes! fun, happy time. And I'm glad the audio the audiobook I actually got from Libro FM, which is the independent bookstore audiobook service I've mentioned before. And so I get to keep it. So I can listen to it again and oh! again when I need a pick me up. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I, I think it's one of my I mean, I haven't I don't read much young adult as we talked about. But it's like one of the few contemporary young adult books I actually like. Um, yeah. Especially now that I've grown up, because because even though yeah they're obviously in high school and it's like you can't really imagine them aged up. It was just so cute and like so much fun that it was like okay. I don't know. It was just a good book. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite young adult contemporaries, and I've read a lot because I went through a phase in high school where that's all I read. So yeah, gets my seal of approval too. <laughs> um, what's I your, feel are like you still hating Pepper's mom? I am. However. Um, the end of the book made me be like, okay, so she was justified in some of the things she did, but mm-hmm. she had no reason to bring her daughter into it, who wasn't exactly. even getting paid for the shit she was doing. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, well, at least it's not, at least you're not a total bitch, but you're still <laughs> ca- kind of awful. That was my reasoning on her. Is that Uh-oh. the end of what you read? And then I also read, I reread a children's book, which we were supposed to do, but Shruti didn't because she dropped the ball. Um, I reread. Stop yeah. calling me out. Oh I my reread, God. I reread, what did I reread? Oh, I reread Wait Till Helen Comes by Mary Downing Hahn, which is a ghost story because I felt like I needed to be on brand. And I don't know if this is her most popular book, but I feel like in the circle of people I know, who read her books and enjoyed them. This is the one that, like, everyone talks about. And in that circle includes my best friend and my sister, so it's not a big <laughs> circle. But I'm going to go based off of those two people and hope that I'm right. But it was good. It was a very spooky book as a child. It didn't scare me as much now that I am an adult. But it was still good. It was the blueprint. I stand by that. <laughs> so I need to defend myself because Grace called me out. I was going to read Lemonade Mouth um, by Mark Peter Hughes, which, yes, inspired the Disney movie, and is very on brand for me because it's, like, my thing. Um, but instead, because I didn't really feel like it, I read Forking Around instead because I wanted to read Aaron Nichols. So, yes, I did not do my homework. Oh, well. That's okay. That's I'm sure we'll have plenty else to talk about. <laughs> um, so, uh, especially because I already read Sisters Grimm, like I said, mm-hmm. and... That was one of my favorite series. And speaking of blueprints, that book was also the blueprint. Because, it was the blueprint. Yes. Like, I have to say, like, I had such a fun time rereading it. Like, I wasn't oh, sure good. going into it. I was like, what if I don't, what if I don't like it as much? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not as good. But, like, it is. Sisters Grimm just is that bitch. Like, it's that good. <laughs> because it brings in all the fairy tale characters. And it's such, like, like, rereading it. I just saw how, like, cute it was. Like, as a kid, obviously, I didn't think it was cute because I was a kid, and I was like, yo. Mm -hmm. But reading now, it's just so cute and fun, and the way he, like, brings in all the fairy tale characters and everything. Um, Oh, before I go any further, Sisters Grimm, we've mentioned it, like, several times on the podcast before, um, is about uh, these two sisters who – it's a middle-grade, like, children's book, I guess, about these two sisters – who move to whose parents go missing and their social worker places them with uh, a woman who claims to be their grandmother in a town kind of off the beaten path and they find out that all of the people in that town are actually fairy tale characters and one of the things i forgot about these books that makes them like even more interesting and more high stakes is all the fairy tale characters aren't allowed to leave this town because mm-hmm. there is a curse placed on them that they couldn't leave the town until all of the Grimms are dead. Because that's other thing. Oh, I, I forgot this. about the thing yes. that they were dead. I, didn't I forgot this. about that. Yeah, the two sisters that are main characters, they're descendants of the brothers Grimm. And the curse says that the fairy tale characters can't leave until all the Grimms are dead. So all these fairy tale characters, like 90% of them oh. want them to die. Yeah, that's really dark. Isn't that, 
Right? Like, I was reading it. I was like, yo, what? I don't remember this. This is insane. I, I remember they couldn't leave, but I don't, I didn't remember that part. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they all want to murder them. This is crazy. Like, it just made wow. the stakes so much higher. And even as an adult, I was like, yo, this is insane. But um, no, it was just really fun. And there were some things in there that he sprinkled in, I think, for like older readers. Like, he mentioned Grendel at one point from Beowulf. And as a kid, I didn't know what the fuck oh. Beowulf was. But looking at it now, it's like, I understand that reference. I read Beowulf. Like, I get this. I have um, also read Beowulf. Yes, exactly. Um, I yeah, was supposed it, it was to read Beowulf. Time. <laughs> I was supposed to read it in English class and I didn't and then I took an old and I took an old English class and I was like okay there's no way I'm getting out of this now this is like one of the few old English texts um but yeah no it was it was a fun time 10 out of 10 if I low-key wanted to keep rereading the whole series but I have way way too many other books to read to do that but uh maybe someday I'll consider it because uh it was a great time I want to reread them too like, I thought, I said whenever, whatever episode we brought them up, I was like, I remember everything, but clearly I don't, so I can <laughs> really reread them. Yeah, like, it was all coming back to me, except for that. I was like, yo, I don't remember yeah. this. This is insane. Um, also, That's Puck interesting what so facts great. we choose to remember, or Puck that we end great. up remembering. Yeah, I feel exactly. like I'll remember, like, such specific things. Like, for example, this one time. There is this book. It is called The Tree The Tree Keepers, but I did not know that's what it was called. I got borrowed it from the library when I was like 9, and I was like that was good. And then I but for whatever reason I kept thinking about it, but I couldn't remember the name of it. And all I could remember was there's this part where she cuts her hair and there's this part where she's in a cell and the light of the window moves around the cell and also there was some creature in it. And then it was like a lion and a lizard. And <laughs> when you try to google those I can things, feel that. things together yeah, because sometimes you just remember certain scenes or whatever that are just vivid in your memory, but you don't remember yeah. what the book was called. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think especially as kids, we tend to like, like when you're a kid, you tend to like hyper fixate on like specific scenes, at least mm. for me anyway, when I was a kid, I would get like, I would like reread my favorite scenes over and over again and like just think about them all the time. When then mm -hmm. I, when I try to remember the book, I don't necessarily remember the plot, but I remember like the specific scenes. And that's kind of how I was with Sisters Grimm. Like I remember like some of my favorite scenes and things that happen like from the rest of the books in the series. But last step, I think it was last episode. I had to get Grace to summarize the plot because I was like, I don't fucking <laughs> know what these books are about. But I remember this. Um, and when I was going through the library catalog to see which children's book I wanted to reread, I noticed that about a lot of the books, I would read the summary and be like, oh, I don't remember that. Even <laughs> though this was a book I loved as a kid, I would just remember the specific scenes that I chose to fixate on as a child. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So this, the Sister Grimm's always reminds me of Magic Treehouse, um, the series for some reason, because I think it was, I don't know why it does. Um, but that was, I, I remember as, I've talked about this before, but that was like a childhood series that I was obsessed with when I was, like, in, what, I don't know, like, third grade or something. Um, yeah. And I don't remember anything about them, other than one of the books, there was a tiger. Yeah, tiger. There was a tiger. Tigers something. at Twilight. Yeah! Yes. See, that's the only thing I remember. And I'm sure if I looked through, like, the list of all their titles, I'd be like, I remember these titles, because the titles were all, like, alliterative and everything, so that would be easy to remember. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember anything about it, other than I liked it. So there's that. Yeah, no, those books are great. And I actually, I took a children's literature class a couple years back and I actually reread some of them for that class. And they're, they were really cool. It's, they're like educational, but like slyly. So you're like slipping the kids knowledge, but they right. don't know it because they wouldn't think it's cool if they did. <laughs> um, yeah, they're good books. Speaking of slyly slipping the kids knowledge. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events. Yes, I was so good at yes. that. Yes. 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 Like, <laughs> even the titles, like, even now, I, for what, for some reason, I'm subscribed to a word of the day email, and so they'll send me an email and be like, here's this word, and one time the word was ersatz, and I was like, I know what that means because of the ersatz elevator by Lemony Snicket. Yeah, so I think now, Series of the Unfortunate Events, I feel like, is one of those books for me that we've talked about, like, what's, like, a really formative book for you? I feel like Series of Unfortunate Events was very formative for me just because it was, like, my first time really, really diving into a series and, like, being obsessed with reading it and, like, learning to love to read. Because it was one of the first books I think I read for enjoyment, um, or that I remember at least, because I think it was, what, like, second or third grade that I really got into it. 
Um, and I absolutely loved it. And I was like, it was the first time where I was like eager for the next book and like waiting for new releases and stuff like that. Yeah, that was me yeah. with, although I do remember when the last one of that one came out, but yeah. I didn't get, assist, the Sisters Grimm is the one where I was like, oh my God, there's more books and I get to read them. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was, like, I mean, Harry Potter has to come up at some yes. point. Like, I don't want to talk about it, but here we are. Harry Potter, well, okay. loved it as a kid. Who didn't, you know? So that was the first one where I was excited. All right, well, I need to, okay. So we all know that Harry Potter has its good and its bad right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We all loved it as a kid. We know that there's problematic elements to it now, one being the author. Um, but recently, I have been feeling a little bit offended, not really offended, but you know what I mean, by all of this Harry Potter hate. Because frankly, yes, the author is terrible. Yes, there are issues like having a character named Cho Chang. But overall, the books are awesome. Like, the mo- we're not going to talk about the movies. The movies are it's this whole other category. But the books themselves were actually really awesome. And I think besides acknowledging the fact that they're obviously a very cultural, like, phenomenon and they're very important to our, like, pop culture, I personally am, I'm sorry, I feel like I love Harry Potter and I have, I feel like it is okay to love Harry Potter while also acknowledging all the bad things. I think that's, like, what I'm getting at. Because there are so many people who are like, Harry Potter is terrible. I'm like, no, it's really not. Really yeah, I mean, bad. it's Harry Potter's good. I'm not saying it's not good. It's right, just I'm not saying you. Every conversation yeah. about children's books, Harry Potter's the first one to come up. So that's why right, I was and like, because it's so popular. We have no, to, no, no, and yeah. I'm with you. But I think yeah, I, I, mean, I wanted just, to bring it up because it was very important to me because it was the first book where I would spend like entire entire days of the summer just rereading all four books like within two or three days. Like oh, I would yeah, sit I there through, and read yeah. reread all of them over and over and over again. And I think that was the first time where I was really doing that. I was like obsessed with the book. Yeah, I went through a phase where I would just reread Harry Potter nonstop. So I feel you. I definitely loved Harry Potter. Very formative for me. But yeah, it's just, it, you know, it just, it's brought up in every conversation about books. Right, which is fair. And I think well, one of the reasons I'm going to bring that up is, and we can talk about this more in a second, which I'm sure is going to come up, was, you know, recently there was the announcement that Percy Jackson is getting a TV series, which I'm totally, I like, I'm so rooting for. I never read Percy Jackson, but now I want to. Um, but they were all like, oh, this is now dethroning Harry Potter. And I'm like, I feel like it's you're comparing two different things because it's a different yeah. time. I feel like it's a two different things also. And I do feel like Harry Potter, the first couple books were obviously very much children novels, but then the last couple were definitely not. Um, whereas I feel yes. like you can read it as a They're child. They're in the young adult section at the Correct. library. But they are the technically children's. young adults. So I just find that interesting because I do think that part of, the, part of the reason why we love the series so much is that you get to grow up with Harry and you get to see, oh, hey, I'm a child, and I'm reading these about him being more of a child. And then as he becomes a te- more of a teenager, you're reading and reading that, and like the books become a little bit darker and more ma- and more mature in a way. Um, and I do think that is important. And I don't know. I, I again, I'm the first to criticize Harry Potter and all of its faults, and J.K. Rowling as an author and all of her issues. But Harry Potter, I think, is if you if we were going to say a, a book or a series that was formative to my child, it's number one is definitely Harry Potter for me. Like, there's no question. So, I have a hot take. Go for it. Okay, so this may be something y'all disagree with. And also, I could be objectively wrong, but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. So the other day, me and my sister were having a conversation about, <laughs> about whether or not we thought Harry Potter or Star Wars was more overrated. Ooh. And I started, thinking, I started thinking about it, and I was like, I'm not saying Harry Potter's overrated. Mm-hmm. However... To use a phrase that we have already used twice in this episode, <laughs> it was not the blueprint. It's like, like I think people, you like Sarah said, it gets brought up. Uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, it gets brought. <laughs> hang on. It gets brought up like every time someone's like iconic children's books, and I get it because you know it started the movie thing. <laughs> that was a weird thing to say. Like uh, the big, it was like the first big book to movie franchise. So that mm-hmm. kind of paved the way for, like, the Hunger Games and Twilight and all that, which is great, you know? And then, like, it was a phenomenon. We all know this. But I just feel like if you talk to anyone about books, period, they just assume, like, oh, now let's talk about Harry Potter. And I'm like, oh, do we have to? I think the reason I why I, well, know, I think the reason why that happens is just Harry Potter has broad appeal. I think that's the main reason. And I that's, think so, too. That's one of and the I'm, reasons. Yeah, and I'm definitely with you. Whenever someone's like, oh, Harry Potter, I'm like, like, because I talk about Harry Potter all the time. Like, I've had every single conversation there is to have about Harry Potter. So I get it. 
But I think you can't say that it's not the blueprint because the blueprint means that it like started a lot of things and it started like a whole trend of like middle grade books and it started like a whole trend of movies, like you said. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's, it's definitely the blueprint. It's not like, I, I agree with you that like, doesn't need to get brought up in every book conversation, but it definitely is a blueprint. Well, the reason why I say it's not the blueprint is because I don't think like a lot of it was creative and stuff, but she borrowed a lot from things. Like I remember when I was, I, again, I don't remember things. I don't remember what happens in Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure there's a ring Mm -hmm. and that's about it. But when I watched (laughs) the movies, when I was a kid, I was like, wow. This is a lot like Harry Potter, and it it is right. It's a it lot is, like yeah. Harry Potter. Okay, that's fair. I yeah. Right. I think I think Lord of the Rings not... and Star Wars were both big influences for her because you can tell just like the trio, and then like Gandalf yeah, and Dumbledore are basically the same character. So like there are mm-hmm. definitely yes, a lot of influences. Right, but I feel like the thing with Harry Potter was it made it accessible for a younger audience, and I think that was the big thing. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, I, I feel like Lord of the Rings agree with you now that you put it. Yeah, now that you put, I mean, The Hobbit, though. I mean, now that you put it that way, I kind of agree with you because, yeah, she did borrow a lot of things. Um, but it was just received very differently, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Than the others. And, like, The Lord of the Rings. Never mind. I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings. I'm going to shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> I don't either. I just yes. remember what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, if anything, like, Lord of the Rings was blueprint, but he borrowed a lot of that from old English texts because yeah, in old yeah. English class, class, we actually talked a lot about Lord of the Rings because the language in that is like mm-hmm. derived from old English, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I don't know. I guess nothing, I mean, if we're looking at it very technically, right. nothing is really like the blueprint. Like everything can be traced back to everything else. So I get what you're saying. Shirdy, do you remember, I'm asking you because your birthday is two days after me. Do you remember when the last Harry Potter book came out, like, on our birthdays, pretty much? Yeah. It was I on did. my birthday. I vividly remember. Correct. That was I wild. Remember, that was a wild I remember year. I made my mom go, and we couldn't find it anywhere. We finally found it in Giant. My <laughs> best friend, like, was like, I had a sleepover because, you know, it's my birthday. Yeah. And she was like, you're making me miss the Harry Potter release. But she came to my birthday anyway, and that is a good I've- friend. Wow, that is a good friend. I would not have. My friend and I went to Barnes & Noble and we waited in line for like seven hours and I had like all these events and stuff and they gave us the book at midnight and then we stayed up all night reading. It was I used great. To own, I don't know where my book is. I'm like looking at my shelf and I don't know where my book is. <laughs> I think for me, the blueprint kind of means like what is, kind of goes back to what is formative to your life. Like it's the blueprint. It's the first thing that kind of defines your taste. That's how I interpret the blueprint at least. So when I say the blueprint, I'm like, yeah, this explains a lot about me. Like, for instance, Lemonade Mouth. Like, that explains a lot to, about me. And it's, like, the blueprint for my love of ensemble things because it was literally a found family and, like, five kids getting to get, like, you know, building a band together and becoming friends. And, like, that's when I say it's the blueprint. Like, if you're thinking about the blueprint in society, sure. But if we're talking about per- personal blueprints, it's, like, this defines your taste in things. Yeah. I never th- when I yeah, say I the never- blueprint, I usually mean society. But I think it's everyone has their yeah. own personal blueprint as well. Right. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but I like that. Like, personal blueprint. Right. Um, what are some other children's novels? Kind of circling back to when you talked about Percy Jackson earlier. Yes. Uh, that series is definitely super formative for me. It was probably like the next one after Harry Potter that I was really excited. Each book was coming out. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I reread The Lightning Beef a couple years ago for my children's literature class. And it definitely held up. Um, I love those books. A lot of, I mean, a lot of people do. I don't really know what to say about them that hasn't already been said. But um, I am excited for the TV show that's coming out on Disney Plus, And I hope it's done well. I'm excited too. I don't remember anything about the books, but I did really like them. Uh, I was like in, it was like right before middle school when I was reading them. Or like mm-hmm. in between. Also, this is the only thing I remember about them. When I would read the books, I would do it in the car a lot, like going to the pool or to the mall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was going to the mall, obviously I would leave the books in the car. And when I came back, they would become unglued. Did anyone oh. else experience this? No, I, I, that's I, crazy. I before they become unglued, but that's because of, like, overuse, not because they were sitting in the No, car. this was just that's sitting wild. in the car for, like, three hours. Oh, wow. I never thought about that. I'm never leaving my books in the car again. 
<laughs> well, I feel like I had to have done it more than once with other books, but I only ever had issues with the Percy Jackson books. Maybe My those crazy, ones in particular yeah. were built that way. Yeah, they that's been what just, I like, thought. Poor quality. If they were like scholastic book fair quality, those were always kind of weaker. But my crazy thing with the Percy Jackson books is I got a copy of The Lightning Thief. Because, well, actually, two crazy things. One, at the scholastic book fair, the year Sea of Monsters came out, they were pushing Sea of Monsters so hard that I was in like second or third grade and I didn't realize that it was a second book. So I bought Sea of Monsters. I was so excited reading it. Everyone in my class was reading it. I got halfway through and I'm like, oh no, this is the second book. Because I kept talking about things that happened in the first book. And I was like, what am I missing? Oh uh, no. I realized, yeah, I realized it was the second book. And I think I was like, for some reason, there must have been, for reasons I'll get into later, like a problem with printing the first one at that time. Because my mom would like go to the bookstore because I told her like, I really want to read the first one. I'm really liking this one, but I need the first one. She couldn't find it anywhere. So I think I ended up going on to read the third one before I read this first one, which I would never do now, but I was like a child and I like didn't care. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, I no. was like, I want more. You didn't know better. So, yeah. Cause the third one just came out. And um, then I finally got a copy of the first one and I read it and I get to page like 75 and it goes back to page like 15. And I was like, oh, wait, no. what? And I, I was so confused. And I was like, wait, is it like a flashback? Because I remembered reading it before. So I was like, okay, maybe they just like added in an extra chunk or something. So I go to the next page, 75, and it goes back to page like 15 again. I don't remember the exact page numbers, but it was something like that. And I remember I was so upset because I was loving this book and I finally got the first book and I couldn't even read it. And uh, they returned it to the store and it was all sold out at the store. So I think there's like a misprint problem or something. And they had to like recall them all for like, hmm. I don't know, a couple of weeks during that happened to be that specific time or something. But um, yeah, I just remember being so heartbroken about that. But then obviously I eventually got a copy of the first one and loved it and it was worth it. How wild that we both had major issues with these <laughs> yeah. books. What the fuck is up, Disney? Someone, it was yeah. Miramax published them first. And I think Disney bought Miramax because my first, I have like old, old copies of the books. And the first two say like Miramax. And then the later ones say Disney Hyperion. So I think that's what happened. But yeah, I what the hell? I vividly remember mine saying Disney. Really? Yeah. Well, my first one, I don't have it with me. My books are like split between two places right now. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, I guess Disney what the fuck yeah they fucked us both over here <laughs> yeah they did so i wonder if it was like after my time or if i was just not the right age because i never read percy jackson and in fact i don't think i ever heard of it until the movie came out and like people were talking about the series and at the time i was like okay i'm like too old i was you know the too cool age for it so i was like i'm not gonna go back and read this but i guess i'll watch the movie because if i wanted to or whatever and of course we all know the movie was not good um, however, it did introduce us to some great people. So for that, yeah. I'm grateful for the movies. It did. You know, you yes. got Logan Lerm uh, Logan Lerm oh, wow, I can't speak. You got Logan, we got Jake, we got Alexandra from it. So we got all kinds of great people out of it. But oh yeah. You know. Um, so I actually have not read the books though. So I am but I'm now kind of tempted because if we're gonna um, if I'm gonna watch the TV show, because I mean I could I very well could see myself watching the TV show then I probably want to read the books first. But I don't know. We'll see. They're good books. They were fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed them. They were. Yeah, I really liked them. I thought, yeah, they're really fun. The characters are great. Um, there were some of the first characters besides Harry Potter that I got, like, super invested in. Like, I think I read Percy Jackson and Narnia at the same time. And both of those series, I was, like, really invested in um, the characters. And it was one of the first series I was really, like, into characters like that. Um, have either of you, well, I guess, Shruti, you haven't, but Grace, did you read the, uh, the spinoff series, The Heroes of Olympus? No, I okay. did not. Those were coming out when you and I would have been in, like, middle school, high school, so you might have been a little, like, old for, to, like, reach for them uh, normally, I guess. Um, I read all of them in high school, because I, like, didn't know they were coming out in middle school, because I was just, like, I, I don't know, I just, like, didn't know about them. And I read all of them in high school, and I really like them. Um, the original series is always going to be my favorite, but I liked the the spinoff ones as well. Hmm. So it's not a Vampire Academy Bloodline situation <laughs> where the spinoff is clearly no. better. 
Okay. No, honestly, the spinoff, one of the things that always stuck out to me about that was a spinoff was written in third person, the series, whereas the original series is written in first person. I think for me, I like Rick Riordan's writing better in first person than he did in third person. So I think that was the reason I didn't quite connect as well with the spinoff series, but the characters were still just as good. Um, everything else was great. It was just like the, the bit of a disconnect with the, the third person style. Yeah, I think sometimes I've read it. Well, okay, the, the only example I can think of is Red, White, and Royal Blue. But sometimes mm-hmm. you read a book and you're like, this should be in a different person. This yeah. should be in first person. Mm-hmm. Right, and most times I'll read a first person book and think it should be in third person. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I read these and I felt like they should be in first person. I don't know if it was because I was used to it from Percy Jackson or if like Rick Riordan just does better, in my opinion, in first person. But yeah, it was it was a it was a similar thing. But that's interesting about red, white, and royal blue. Yeah, is that in first person or in third person? It's in third. But I was like, why is this not in first? And every time oh, they would say the main character is named Alex, and his love interest is named Henry, and right. for a while, for a while, I would be like, which one is this? Because in my <laughs> mind, I was like, this is in first person, even though it wasn't. So they'd be like, mm. Alex did this. And I was like, ah, the love interest. And I was like, wait, no, that's Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, so another book series that kind of was important to me is, I'm sure you guys have heard of, so Scott Westerfield, obviously he has the Ugly series, which is his very famous series. And that was a great book. That's a great series at the time. Although I'm still very bitter about the Zane thing, but that's for a different time. Um, for us to discuss um but so but what the pro- the series that actually really impacted me I had actually read I think after the ugly series when I was still like I feel like I was in middle school um was the Midnighters series mm. um by Scott Westerfield and one of the reasons well there's two reasons why it like sticks out in my mind one is it because it was like a bunch of kids who all had powers who had to like work together to defeat an evil which is like my brand right people coming together to work to like work together other reason why it sticks out in my brain is I remember being wholly dissatisfied with the ending. I remember that there was three books. Um, it was a trilogy. And when I read the last book, I was like, wait a minute, this didn't solve anything. There's still a whole bunch of, like the, the evil wasn't, oh, spoiler. The evil isn't defeated. There's still like a whole bunch of stuff going on. And like, I think one character was like separated from the others or whatever. And then I look it up and I'm like, there's no other books. And it's like, what is this nonsense? So for that reason, I'm very annoyed with it. And I think that's part of the reason why nowadays I also wait till the sequels are published to like the entire series are published before starting to read a series because I need to know that it has an ending before I can get invested so That's you smart. you would find out what the ending of a book of a not that I wouldn't necessarily know what the ending was but like at least know that it got published and that there was an ending and like maybe see oh people didn't like hate the ending before going okay into the whole series yeah so that's kind of I, the same thing with book yeah. of the air was I waited until queen of nothing came out and I saw, okay, some people liked it. And then, of course, Sarah made us read it anyway. But, like, then I was was able to read it. Um, the one exception being this Embraced by Magic series. I haven't – their last book hasn't come out yet, but that's fine. I wasn't going to wait for the last book. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just love thinking back to, like, books I read as a kid. Because, like, mm-hmm. especially looking back now, I have a really, like, soft spot in my heart for middle grade books. Because that was, I, most of the books I read growing up were middle grade. Because I think I started reading more middle grade than, like, early mm. children's books around, like, second grade. And they just really, like, sparked my love of reading. Like, even just uh, standalones. Like, this one called Every Soul a Star by Wendy Moss. I actually checked that one out from the library, too, for this episode. But I didn't get around to rereading it. But um, it, was, uh, it was just a standalone about a family that owns a campground and there's a lunar eclipse and it's just people gathering together. And it was, that was a book that like really impacted me as a kid as well. And just like, I don't know, thinking back to a lot of middle grade books, they just, I don't know, they have a soft spot in my heart. Whenever I read one as an adult, it's like, oh, this is, this is nice. It makes me feel really like happy and cozy. <laughs> um, and I want to like, I, I don't know, I'd like to one day work in like children's publishing and stuff. But, um, yeah, and as much as I, like, I still read young adult books today, but I don't read a lot of middle grade books, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll start reading a middle grade book every once in a while, whether it's, like, rereading one or, like, reading a new one that's coming out, just to, like, I don't know, feel happy. (laughs) I feel like I graduated to young adult very early. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. I was reading young adult novels in middle school, 
So maybe that's one of the reasons why now I feel like so uncomfortable reading it. Cause I'm like, I feel like a child reading them sometimes, which isn't again, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. Young adult is very like, like important, but like, I think about it and like, I read a lot of Meg Cabot when I was in middle school, early elementary school, like princess diaries. And then her other series that I can never remember the name of with a ghost and like, who's like a cowboy or whatnot, but he should, she should have got together with the other guy, all kinds of nonsense. Um, but yeah, I so like things like that where I remember vividly reading. I remember going to my library and checking out stuff in the young adult section um, and reading them. But it was all like in middle school. And so like to that, so I guess I associate young adult with my childhood now rather than like actual children's books. That's interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just going to say, the, oh. it was kind of the opposite for me. I kind of read middle grade through like most of middle school and then I got to young adult around high school. But yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was reading like a mix of middle grade and young adult in middle school. Mm-hmm. Because in middle school, I was reading Sisters Grimm, but I was also reading The Click. Mm. Mm. I don't think I read anything else, honestly. Also, The, the first... Click like made me a bitch. Do not, do not <laughs> let. Do not let middle schoolers, they should be banned. They should be banned. I never read the click, but I've heard yeah. that from so many people. Yes. I, was I never not read it, but I remember people being because like, of those this, books. Right. That's I remember really I never funny. read it, but I people would be like, this makes me feel like a terrible person. So Yeah. I think the first like venture into young adult I made was Pretty Little Liars, and that was in like oh, yeah, those two. I read those in middle yeah. school too. <laughs> and I don't know. I they didn't like make me a bad person, but I felt so scandalous reading them. Yeah. Like I would like, like gossip I, I would girl. like exactly. I would like hide them from my parents, even though my parents probably would not have given a fuck that I was reading them. But I was like, <laughs> ooh, I can't let my parents know I'm reading Pretty Little Liars. I did a whole ass, like, in eighth grade, God, in eighth grade, we had to do a project on a book we were reading, and for whatever reason, I picked a Pretty Little Liars book, and I had to stand in front of the class and be like, well, um, then this sister slept with her sister's boyfriend, and no, murders and stuff, that's what happened. You were, man, I think I had... In seventh grade, I was, oh, this is my, this is, this, I'm going to be really exposing myself here for um, <laughs> my maximum ride obsession. Uh, oh. Sixth through like sixth and seventh grade, I was in a huge maximum ride phase. And I don't know if you guys Artemis know. Artemis Fowl, that was my regret. Oh. That's been my regret in the back. Yeah, Jeez. I was a huge yeah. Artemis Fowl. I haven't read those books since they came out, but I remember I was obsessed with them. Isn't there like a yeah. movie or a show or something supposed to come yeah, out? Yeah, they're making yeah, it's a movie. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's a Disney Plus thing. But yeah, Maximum Ride was bad. Um, I thought they were good at the time. I thought they were funny. And then immediately after I stopped loving them, I started hating them because they're just, they're by James Patterson. He only wrote the first three in the series. And then the rest of the series was really bad. And I couldn't figure out why. And then once I got older, I was like, wait a minute, he didn't even write these. <laughs> and yeah, and they're just, they're just the cringiest things. Like I just, I'm so embarrassed every time I look back. But the reason I bring them up is because we had to do a school project in seventh grade where we had to like act out, act like one of the characters in the book. And like people in the class would ask us questions. We had to answer as the character. I did it as fucking Maximum Ride. And I want to go back and like hit myself in the face because, (laughs) oh my my gosh. gosh. That's like my one like book regret as a child. (laughs) Well, I, no, go ahead. I read that book. I read the first one. In eighth grade, I guess. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is bad. But I read it because it was from Barnes & Noble. So, you know, I had to finish it because someone spent money on it. Not me. I didn't have any money, but someone did. Oh, so since I brought them up, let's talk about the Ugly series by Scott Westerfield for a second here. Um, I remember everyone was obsessed with this. And I feel like it was like the – it was definitely – it definitely had like the hype. It was like that cool thing at the time. Um. I can't remember how old I was when I read these, but I feel like it was early high school sometime. Um, and I remember I read the first two books because they had come out and I loved them. And I was like, eh, David is okay. Let's go. I want, I like Zane better. And then of course this ending of the second book happened. And I was like, oh no. And then the third book came out and I read the third book and I was just so disappointed. I remember reading that third book and being very disappointed. And I feel like it was the first time where I was like, huh, I have a hot take. I have an unpopular opinion because everyone else loves the series. And I'm just like, nope, not about this. So I guess that's formative for me in my hot take. I was going to say. Yeah, that's that's Trudy's blueprint right there. There we go, apparently. 
Oh man, um, I don't. I just remember not liking that. I'm very. I'm still very bitter about Zane, which I think is a trend I, for me. I remember everyone being super into the Ugly series, and I forget mm-hmm. why I didn't read them. I just like never got. Yeah, to them. same. I was but just I, thinking the same thing. Yeah, but I remember distinctly like everyone being into that series. I do um, think it's very topical. Um, and mm-hmm. that talks a lot about, you know, it's, it's a dystopian novel. So there's a lot of like really interesting stuff about like government and control and all of that. Um, I just remember I hated it because it felt like, I don't know. I can't remember the exact details. I remember just not liking it, <laughs> well, especially the ending kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, another middle grade book that I want to shout out that just warms my heart is the mysterious Benedict society by Trenton Lee Stewart. Um, I don't know if you I guys never have read, read- I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. I've heard Yeah. I loved that book. I wasn't, I never like went through, I wouldn't say I was like obsessed with it, but I like re it's one of the first books that I like, I don't know. I've been saying this about a lot of books, but I like really loved that book. And it's like, I think there's like three books in that series now. And the only reason I didn't reread it for this episode was because it's like 400 pages and that's not that long, especially for a children's book, but like Sister's Grim was just shorter. Anyway, I love that book. And I just want to give it a shout out. It's still like pretty popular today. I think like the kids I used to babysit read it and everything. Um, and I remember just trying to get everyone in my sixth grade cl- class to read it because it was really good. I just think it's like a really smart and like clever children's book. Um, I, it's like, I don't know. I'm not going to get into a summary because it's kind of complicated, but like look it up if you're like, if you have kids or if you're looking for a children's book to read or something. It's very good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have the obvious classic, but, you know. Narnia? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to be good and not bring it up immediately. Go off. And I did. I was good. Go off. You were good. This is your time to shine. (laughs) Well, what can I say? Um, (laughs) Fun fact. Here's the origin story. Uh, I got them from Scholastic. You remember the Scholastic magazines? Yes. I'm pretty sure that's how I got them. And um, I had the box set from HarperCollins, and I still have, I lost some of them, but most of them are under my bed right now. And then I got pretty illustrated ones. Those are on my shelf. But um, the cover of the box was the last battle cover, which is Jewel the Unicorn with blood coming off her horn. And I was like, this is scary. I can't read this. I was like six or maybe seven. The, ty- the the tables have turned since then. Now I'd be like, it's scary. Now I have to read it. Anyway, so I didn't want to read it. But then my mom and my dad like took turns reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to me. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then when I was eight, the movie came out. And I was like, now I will dedicate my whole life to this. And I read all of the books really quickly after that. And the rest is history. I love that. So that that love is it. the blueprint. That's the grace yes, blueprint. Yes, that is the grace blueprint. <laughs> I mean, I the have... funny, my origin story for Narnia is actually really funny. So I am Hindu and I grew up in a Hindu household. And yet my parents, you know, because when you're in, when you're in India and like the only books you can read are British books anyway. So they grew up on Narnia also, even mm-hmm. though it's like obviously a Christian, it's a very Christian mm-hmm. um, series. And so they still bought it for me and they actually bought me this huge, massive like it's like that big where it has all the stories in it and I still have it my parents have it in their house somewhere and that's like whenever I read Narnia I read it through that um and so that's I what I have so, so you read the chronological order I'm just kidding I don't actually I'm not a stickler for that like yes because are. the chronological order is better okay well, better hot take, I read the, hot take. <laughs> the one that I have the bind up that I have magician's nephew is first I don't that's think right, chronological. Chronological. That's, chronological that's chronological order. yeah that's the order yes. I like Yes. Um, Chronologi- I don't see? like chronological order better. Grace is out now. I think, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. I am not, like, there are some people who are like, like, I took a class on, <laughs> of course I did, I took a class on Narnia in high school, in college, and um, this professor came to, like, we would have movie nights every now and then, and another professor was hosting the movie night. It was at the school. It wasn't at his house. It wasn't that cool. But, <laughs> but he was like. That would be weird more than up, cool. Yeah, that's true. He was like, and people have such strong opinions about whether or not you should read a chronological or publication. And I'm sitting there knowing that I have stronger (laughs) opinions about Narnia than anyone else in this room. And I'm like, do they? But people do. People do. I -hmm. think if you're reading it for the first time, publication. But if you're reading it any other time, do whatever the hell you want. 
I do um, think as an introduction is, to the series, you should read Lion, the Witch, and the Warner first. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I think agree. In terms of, like, actually enjoying the series as a whole, I feel like Chronological is better. That's what I did. I read, I mean, I read Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe first. It was around when the movie was coming out that I was reading mm-hmm. it. And that was, like, the one that, that was, like, the one that everyone was reading. So I read that. And then I don't remember if I read the rest of the series in publication order but I remember every time I reread it I did Magician's Nephew first that's just how it was and like I had like the huge bind up of all the books in one as well and that's just the order I always reread it in most times I do reread it in chronological actually but the last time I did it I did publication and I enjoyed Hmm. it it's interesting because like that's the way he wrote it so it's like it makes so much it doesn't make more sense but it makes sense although the magician's nephew is so good that like it's hard to believe that he wrote that after the fact because it ties into the lion wish and wardrobe so well that i'm like he didn't plan this out the whole time i think the only thing he would have changed i think if he had known he was gonna write the magician's nephew he would have diggory and polly married in the lion wish and wardrobe but he didn't so Mm -hmm. that's correct yeah which is why i can pretend he just accidentally wrote the wrong thing um (laughs) Some series I just want to shout out, um, Aragon. Um, yes. In hindsight, I tried I probably, to read this. I think I read them. I think I like them. But in hindsight, I think I would not enjoy them if I read them again. Um, I only read the first one because the I think I read all so three. I think I read all three. And I, I remember. Think, I feel like there was a movie or something yeah. that came out, right? Something. There, something was, was. there was a movie. It was. And I, remember, I don't think it I was don't, good. Did not see that. No. I, yeah, I think it was terrible. But I do think, in hindsight, I probably would not. I think I did not like the series as much as I was reading it along. So I feel like if I read, went back and read it, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I remember I read the first one, and then I went to Barnes and Noble like the next week. I took one look at the second one, was like, nope, not reading that. Just gonna <laughs> end it there. Um, um, another one is Inkart. Yeah, oh my gosh, I, I love have a story. In cart. Yes, tell the story. Okay. It was a good book and all, but I have mm-hmm. terrible memories of it because for whatever reason, sixth grade, me and this girl started out the year best friends. And oh, then no. by the end of the year, we were not friends. Do Ooh. I remember what happened? No, but <laughs> it happened. And in this time of friendship, we were like, we're both going to read Ink Spell, which is the second book in the right. series. And we were like, and we were like, ha ha, I wonder, I wonder which one of us will finish it first. This may have oh, been no. what tore us apart. But then all of a sudden it became a competition. <laughs> and it was like, and then once we started hating each other, it was like, whoever finishes it first is the better person. Of course. I don't, and so like, I remember it was like after pass testing or state testing or whatever. And I think everyone in the class was invest- as invested in this as we were. <laughs> and they were, like, crowded around us, like, as we read the book. And she finished it first. Damn. And I never <laughs> even brought myself to read the third one because I was just so, like, I couldn't believe I'd failed. I don't Rest remember anything pieces. that happened with it other than I loved the first book and was surprised she wrote more. I think that's what the biggest thing I remember. Yeah. And then I remember, like, reading the other two books and being like, I think I liked them, but I was like, I don't understand why. What was the purpose of this? I think that was kind of where I was at with those. That's I probably remember, fair. Yeah, I remember I really loved the first one. And mm-hmm. I read the second one. I liked it. And I saw the third one was called Ink Death. And I was like, I don't want to read this. So I didn't <laughs> read it. <laughs> fair enough. Um, another one I want to shout out is, is uh, I, the Pendragon series is a really weird series and I bet neither of you have read it because it was so I think weird. it I've heard it was of like, it. Yeah, it was like eight books. It's super weird. I read them in eighth grade and I really liked them. Looking back though, they were really fucking weird. But <laughs> as an eighth grader, I was like, these are cool. They're very science fiction. I think they're like you like okay, so we've talked about Dune a little bit, have we? Mm-hmm. I haven't read mentioned Dune, it, but I think they're like the middle grade equivalent of Dune because they're like mm. they're like a science fiction and they're like weird and they're way too long. Like the books themselves aren't that long, but there are eight of them, and that's a really long series. Yeah, and I don't know, lot. but I I I really like them. I don't know, maybe if you if your your kids into weird science fiction, they might <laughs> like the Pendragon series. <laughs> they were well plotted from what I remember too, so that was cool. But. Huh. My mm-hmm. last shout out is going to go to Redwall. I, I didn't read those. You never read either. Redwall? I feel like no. they might have actually been before your time. Um, they were. I never read them either. 
Um, I'm trying to describe the best way to explain them to you. I can't even I explain the series. A, I know there's a mouse. Correct, because the main character, I believe, is a mouse, or like his best friend was a mouse. I don't remember much. I just remember there was a ton of books, and they were usually fairly, and they were like fantasy kind of things, because this is like mice who like sword fighted and stuff. Fighted is not a word. Sword fought and stuff, right? Um, yeah, but I do think it was like, I remember when I was in elementary school, it was the kids that the older kids would read, so like we would read it to be cool. Um, but yeah, I just remembered that was a series that I liked when I was little. And I th- oh, and I think there was like a PBS series also, like an animated series hmm. that was based off of it. Yeah. I am going to throw out another shout out, and it is for the Babysitters Club. Oh yeah, which were good. Um, I read. I don't think I read all of them because there are like three hundred, but I read a lot of them. Uh, fifth grade, it was like pretty much all I read. I just stole them all from my teacher's classroom. I think I returned some of them, and. Uh, they were good. I liked Stacy and Dawn the best. I don't know why. I think they were blonde, and at the time I was blonde, so I was like, it's me. At um, the time you were blonde. I was, okay. I my understand. hair is I understand. dark <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I ever read The Babysitter's Club, actually. I didn't either. I feel like that's a classic. Yeah, I feel like I yeah. should have, because they're like definitely classic. Everyone talks about them today, but I, I miss them somehow. I guess like it's the, the Netflix series yeah. that's coming out, right? Yes, I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Yeah. I wish yeah, I wish I hadn't missed out on them. But I did read I guess the most like classic children's series I read. I read Nancy Drew. Um and I also oh, read yeah. another series. Yeah, I read I was really into the Nancy Drew books. I read a oh lot my God. of them. I need to just go off for a few seconds. So obviously there is the CW show, Nancy Drew, right? Yes. And you know, like obviously in the original adaption, Nancy and Ned are just like really best friends, but like in every adaption that's come after it, they've gotten, it's basically been like, oh, they're dating and whatever. For whatever reason, the CW show, like the Sabrina, like the Sabrina adaptation on Netflix has decided that, oh no, we're going to be edgy and different and not have Nancy and Ned, we're going to have them be exes and then they're just not going to date. And now he's going to go date someone else just because. And I'm like, what, what is the point of this? Like, why are you breaking up an iconic couple for no other reason than to be different? And you can write, make your writing better and make it interesting and be like, oh, maybe they haven't met and you want to see their journey. Fine. Anyway, I had to go off. This is a trend that I have adaptations that I'm not happy with. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I have yet Continue. to see. No, you're fine. I've yet to. I haven't watched that show, but I've yet to see a really good Nancy Drew adaptation. And I was like big into um, Nancy Drew as a kid. So I was very, what? Oh, Grace is going <laughs> to drop something on us. No, no. Oh, but I enjoy that. It's good, like and it's it's not. <laughs> I it's like it. fun, but it's like I don't know. It just okay. I love how we know which one we're just, talking about. And she didn't even finish the sentence. She just said, I said Emma, Emma. I know which one. <laughs> I know she's talking about the Emma Roberts one. It's a good movie. I just thought it was a bad adaptation. I don't know. I was like a big Nancy Drew kid, so I was like, mm, no, when I watched it. But I feel like it's not a bad movie, you know. I feel like the correct Nancy Drew adaptation would actually really like speak to me and Grace um, because it's basically like them solving mysteries together. It's basically Scooby Doo. I love some Scooby Doo. And like each, I really loved. Okay, so I heard. I don't know if this is true. I haven't looked into it much, but like Carolyn Keene is like the original author, but apparently mm-hmm. like all of the books were written by someone different and they just go under the name Carolyn Keene because they're within oh. the Nancy Drew series. I don't know if that's all of the books. Maybe she wrote like the first, some of them and then the, like the later ones or someone else. I don't know. This is just what my grandma told me because I wanted to bring up real quick. My grandma, my one grandma was very, she's really into books, but she was very staunchly anti Nancy Drew. And instead she was very pro other series called Trixie Belden, which I also really liked. Hmm. And she would get me, that's, that's another like long series that went on for a while. It was about like a, a teenage girl solving mysteries with her crew and everything. And she would get me like a couple of those books every year for Christmas. And I really enjoyed them as well. But she would, every time she gave me one, she would like talk shit on Nancy Drew. She'd be like, Nancy what Drew, all written by <laughs> I know. She, I don't know if there's like a feud between like Trixie Belden fans and Nancy Drew fans or what. But I just remember she would go off about how Nancy Drew was bad and Trixie Belden was good. And I was like, hey, man, I like both. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to get caught up in this feud. So, like, if anyone knows <laughs> about this feud, please, like, tweet us or something and let me know because I'm so curious, like, wow. what the beef was there. Yeah. Wow. I have another shout-out because if I don't shout-it out, who will I be? Um, Goosebumps? <laughs> oh, yeah. They slapped. Um, 
the slappy ones. Slap. Um, those are the best ones. <laughs> the slappy uh, ones. The the um, stay out of the basement. Slap. Welcome to the dead house. Slapped. Slap. Slaps all around. It was so good. I think the one. Slaps all I think the only one I read was the choose your own adventure one, and I remember you got eaten by a tiger. That was one of the options. I have one with like a lake monster on it. Actually, I had a um. I had one of the goose. I had another box set that I ended up with when I was kind of older, though, and it had like this lady in a lake on the on one side. <laughs> I should just not get box sets, and I was terrified of her. Even like as a high schooler, I kept that under my bed because I was like, "She's scary," and I do not want to <laughs> see her in the middle of the night. That's really <laughs> funny. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And you should definitely follow us on social medias. Our Instagram is at BookHostSquadPod. And our Twitter is at the BookHost. And our email where you can send us reviews because next episode we will be talking about Normal People by Sally Rooney, which is our May group read. So you can send us reviews there or any of our social medias to our email at, um, bookhost, at BookHostSquadPod at gmail.com. And of course, you should leave a rating, rate us, leave a review, and subscribe to us and share us with all your friends. Yay! Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Bye!